Want an ad-free version of Daily Tech Headlines and support the show directly? Go to DailyTechHeadlines.com to find out how. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Stripe tap to pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, Visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. These are the Daily Tech Headlines for Friday, January 22nd, 2021. I'm Rich Trappolino. Alphabet announced it's shutting down its Loon subsidiary, a former X project that aimed to provide wireless broadband from balloons in the stratosphere. The company said Loon's business model was unsustainable as it was unable to lower costs to continue operations. Loon Technology has been deployed in emergency situations to offer internet service and launched a full pilot in Kenya back in July. Facebook has referred its decision to indefinitely suspend President Trump's account to the independent oversight board it set up last year. A five-member panel will take up the case and share findings with the full board. Majority approval will be needed on any decision, which must be made within 90 days. The board will evaluate whether the content in question violated Facebook's standards and whether the removal respected international human rights, including freedom of expression. A statement from the page's administrator can be submitted arguing why the suspension should be overturned, and public comments will be taken as well. Facebook will have up to seven days to implement a decision once it's published and 30 days to respond publicly to any policy change recommendations. Draft legislation for Australia's digital news code includes a requirement that large tech platforms like Facebook and Google pay publishers for linking to content, not just when showing snippets of content like in the EU. In an opening statement to the Australian Senate Economics Committee inquiry, Google's VP for Australia and New Zealand, Mel Silva, said the principle of unrestricted linking between websites is fundamental to search. Coupled with the unmanageable financial and operational risk, if this version of the code were to become law, it would give us no real choice but to stop making Google Search available in Australia. AWS announced it plans to fork the open-source Elasticsearch and Kibana projects in order to keep them under the permissive Apache 2.0 license. The projects were developed and largely maintained by the company Elastic, who announced last week that upcoming releases will be licensed under the new server-side public license, which the Open Source Initiative does not classify as an open source license. The license requires a company using the projects agree that they won't use Elasticsearch and Kibana as part of their own cloud service. AWS sells its own managed service offerings for both. 
Elasticsearch and Kibana are part of the Elk stack, commonly used in enterprise software, to build in search capabilities to websites. In late 2019, Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey announced Blue Sky, a team within Twitter designing an open and decentralized social media standard. The team released a report providing a review of the decentralized web ecosystem overall, looking at how different systems handle discoverability, moderation, and privacy, as well as the potential for scale, interoperability, and monetization. ActivityPub, which powers the open-source social network Mastodon, the messaging standard XMPP, and Sir Tim Berners-Lee's Solid were included in the report. The report was authored by Happening creator Jay Grabber, with contributions by Mastodon dev Eugene Rochko, Beaker Browser co-creator Paul Frazé, and IPFS project lead Molly McKinley. Judge Barbara Rothstein declined to grant Parler a preliminary injunction against Amazon, which would have seen AWS service restored to the platform. Regarding Parler's antitrust complaint, the judge said, Parler's allegations at this time are both inaccurate and unsupported, and are disputed by evidence submitted by AWS. Microsoft updated the Edge browser to include a new Sleeping Tabs feature, which will release system resources for inactive tabs after a number are already open on the browser. Microsoft is also rolling out its new Password Manager features to Edge, which will now automatically suggest a secure and complex password when you sign up to a new website or change a password, as well as alert you if a password is leaked online. Microsoft confirmed that history and tab syncing will also roll out to all users, and the company put out a number of new themes on the Edge add-on website. Honor announced the V40 5G flagship phone, its first device since being sold off by Huawei. The V40 offers a 6.72-inch 120Hz OLED display, MediaTek Dimensity 1000 Plus system on a chip, which includes a sub-6GHz modem, and a 4000mAh battery with support for 50-watt wireless charging. The device is China-only for now, but an international version may be able to ship with Google Play services since it's no longer part of Huawei. It's available starting at 3,599 yuan, about 550 US dollars, with 8 gigabytes of RAM and 128 gigabytes of storage. Bloomberg's Mark Gurman sources say Apple is working on a higher-end, thinner, and lighter redesign of the MacBook Air with a potential release in the second half of 2021 or early 2022. This would see the return of the MagSafe charging port Gurman previously reported were in development, as well as next-generation Apple Silicon chips. Apple is also reportedly considering building a 15-inch MacBook Air model, but no plans to offer one with this generation of hardware. Kerman sources also say the next MacBook Pro will see the return of a dedicated SD card slot last seen on the laptop in 2016, and will remove the touch bar, reiterating a recent note from analyst Ming-Chi Kuo. Face ID and cellular modems in Macs are also reportedly in development, but unlikely to be released in 2021 hardware. Intel earned $1.52 per share in Q4 on revenue of $20 billion, beating analyst expectations of $17.49 billion in revenue on earnings of $1.10. Strong PC sales in the quarter helped buoy earnings, with Intel saying 33% more PCs with Intel ships were sold in the quarter compared to last year. Data center revenue was down 16% in the year, while its self-driving car subsidiary Mobileye saw revenue up 39%, accounting for $967 million in revenue for all of 2020. On the earnings call, incoming CEO Pat Gelsinger said chips using the company's 7-nanometer process are on track for 2023, but Intel will likely outsource more chip fabrication going forward. And finally, Bloomberg sources say Samsung is considering investing $10 billion to build a chip fabrication plant in Austin, Texas. The plant would target fabrication at 3 nanometers for future chips, with preliminary plans to begin construction later this year and begin operations as early as 2023. If constructed, this would be the first U.S. chip fab to use extreme ultraviolet lithography. 
Remember, for more discussion of the tech news of the day, subscribe to Daily Tech News Show at dailytechnewsshow.com. You can find show notes there and links to all these headlines there as well. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. And from all of us here at Daily Tech Headlines, remember, have a super sparkly day. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.